everyone, and welcome back to Talk About Your Thing with Jules Piggott. I am Jules Piggott, and this is the podcast where we talk about your thing. With me today is um, Lacey Shaw, who is the creator and the writer and the star of the dissertation of Henrietta Jackal, which is a vlog adaptation of The Strange Case of Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. Um, hello, Lacey. Hi. Um, this is like our second time trying to get this recorded. Yes. Um, we had another attempt, and then that didn't work because the internet was being horrible. Yeah. And um, now we're working it again. Um, I'm going to use that as a segue, talking about Skype. I'm going to use that as a segue to um, bring up something that I noticed in your show. Your show only has three episodes up so far, right? Yep, yeah. And the third one i think just went up today the day that we're recording this which is that's correct it's just the 31st of march um yep. and um your show uh you your character henrietta is skyping with her fiance maggie carew now is do, now is Ma- the actress who plays maggie is she in the same area as you no not at all that's why it's been interesting creating this format uh lauren who plays maggie is actually in new zealand oh so we are working with very interesting so we we cut together the the scenes that we're doing uh we did the the calculation the other day she is the way i think of it is she's four hours behind me but tomorrow that's the best way I know how to keep track of her time yeah, zones. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, working with time zones especially when you're watching web series is real difficult cuz you're like, <laughs> yes. I want to stay up and watch the new episode of Blank and then you realize it's going to go up at like 2 a.m. for you. <laughs> exactly. Yep. All right. So, um what what was your sort of inspiration to make this web series in the first place? So, like a lot of people, I started out with the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and then Jane Eyre. And then I found some of the, you know, uh, lower budget, more, you know, uh, the not professional ones done by someone like me. And for the longest time, I've always wanted to do things like this and never really had people in the area. And, you know, I've been brainstorming and, you know, I've been, been watching more and more and I was thinking, what is something that if I can't find anyone else to do with me would work as a web series? And I'm going, there, there's nothing. There's nothing where it's just one person. Or if it is, it doesn't. It's not very interesting. And then I was thinking, Jekyll and Hyde. You have the same person, but not. You have the same face, but it's not. And so that was really when I decided to actually go ahead with it. That's really a good idea, especially if you don't have access to a lot of actors, is to try to find something that you can do solo well, but you're not completely solo. I I know at least on your cast page you have um, a few other actors. Um, are they all in different places too, or are they in in your area, or what's up with that? They are all in different places. Um, I have a couple who I think they're they're friends, um, and they're both I think in the New York area. Oh, that's where I and, am. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I have um, Laura who plays uh, Luis. And she is in England. And then, of course, Lauren is in New Zealand. So we're... I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. No. <laughs> As, yeah, so I do have actors. And I wasn't 
I wasn't planning on that. I was, you know, I, w- I wanted them. But, you know, so I put out the thing on Tumblr and everything. And Laura and Lauren were actually the only two people I had at first. And then it actually took us filming quite a few episodes before um, I heard from uh, Lisette and David about doing it as well. So it's been fantastic because I didn't expect any of it. That's really great. That's um, that's great that you like because um, I think that's something that's incredible about the fact that this community around literary inspired web series has developed. It's that people are kind of realizing that they have support in making shows and that they can do it with other people and that there are like other people who share this interest and would be willing to do something like this with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, you already, this is my second question, but you already touched on this a little bit. And my second question was why the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And you said that it's a lot of it is because, um, you could do a lot of it solo. Um, but is there a, like, what did have, how, how, uh, oh my God, I'm stuttering. Um, why, was there any other particular reason why you chose that book? Um, you know, it's it's kind of pathetic to confess that I hadn't actually read the story, the original story, until I sat down to do this. Um, and most of what I knew about Jekyll and Hyde was based on other adaptations and interpretations. And my biggest uh, inspiration and reason that I really know what I do about Jekyll and Hyde is from the musical, actually, by mm. uh, Frank Wildhorn. And of course, I can't use too much inspiration from that because that is not in the public domain and so I have to kind of you know I take inspiration from it but none of the names or scenarios are really the same and you know it started out as just being like okay this will work but now doing it I'm like I've always been kind of fascinated with Jekyll and Hyde and it's such you don't often see just Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll is often put in like other movies and stuff like uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or Van Helsing mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think I think there should be more. I think it would be nice to see a, a newer, a, a more new adaptations of it because I think there's a lot to work with. And I think you can really modernize this whole idea of the the dual personalities and things. Well, I was thinking about it, and um, how how much science do you know? Like, how much science have you put into it? Or, like, uh, are, you, are, you just, are you just like, this is just a thing that's happening. Um, whatever science can be what I want it to be in my universe. <laughs> basically, you know, I at least wanted there to be a good reason for why she was doing this, you know, which is why I made her a grad student. And, of course, with my age um, and everything, uh, I feel like that's right around the time um, of a grad student. And uh, so at least having her have something for her thesis of, yes, this is kind of like psychology, but it's also more practical science. But in reality, just like with the actual story of Jekyll and Hyde, the the science that actually goes behind the formula she's using and everything is pretty much it's just, we it's, don't discuss. It's just, it's just there. Um, oh, I had a word for it. I don't know. It's just whatever. It's just it's just science. Exactly. Yep. It's it's what we want it to be, and the the how doesn't matter. The fact that yeah. it exists does. Yeah. Um. Now, are are you in school yourself? Is this like something you're pursuing in school? Like I am filming? not. I am not. No, this is 
it might be something that I would like to do, but I actually graduated um, back in 2013 from college. Okay. So uh, I actually graduated before I ever even turned 21. So it feels like a young uh, grad. And this is just something, you know, it would be awesome to do this as a career um, because I am so passionate about it. But that's what makes it such a great hobby as well is because I've always loved things like this and I I've tried to write novels before and I've I finished them but I I didn't necessarily have fun with them I had fun imagining it but the actual writing process and I've come to realize that I actually like writing things for like film and theater a lot more because it's you can use the actors and the set to tell versus having to write every single thing down as a description yeah and so I think Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that that's how I feel about it, too, a lot of the time. Like, I sit down and I try to write, like, prose, and I'm just thinking, I don't know how to describe this room. Why can't I just show it on camera? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Precisely. Yeah. Um, what was, for you, the most... Um, have you written the whole script yet, or have you filmed the whole thing? How much have you done of the show? We have done neither. I've actually been working a lot this morning on getting more of the outline written so that we know where we're going and so that I can tweak things so we're not in the middle trying to tweak things. Um, and in terms of filming, we have, I'm thinking we're probably going to have a total of a, roughly around 50 episodes and we have about 13 of them filmed so far. So we're we're trying to create uh, enough ahead of time so that if something goes wrong for a few weeks we have enough to upload on YouTube so that we haven't run out but we also didn't want to film too much ahead of time because if people had commentary about like the sound or the format we wanted to be able to address that versus having all of our footage already going well too bad yeah yeah I've definitely noticed that um I think that for nothing much to do I've noticed that they went back and filmed a couple episodes, and I can tell because the actress who plays Beatrice, her hair is too long. Uh huh. And I and like they put in stuff from, they put in stuff kind of that they came up with afterwards. But like, well, we can tell because that darn hair. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but uh, what was for you? the most difficult part of adapting this story in particular, like modernizing it? Uh, the hardest things I think is one, the original story isn't told from Jekyll's point of view at all. It's told from um, Gabriel Utterson, who we adapt to be Henrietta's professor. And you only actually hear Jekyll's account in the very last chapter of the story. And it's quite a short story. Um, it would be considered may not even really a novella. Um, and some of the things about adapting it is like, uh, in the original story, Hyde tramples a little girl. She's not killed, but she's really hurt. And that doesn't work for a couple of reasons. One, simply my size. Um, <laughs> I'm not believable to be some huge hulking person. Two, we can't show that. Three, it just feels a little kind of outdated. And uh, I think with how I've, developed Henrietta's character if she just went out and trampled someone I think she would have decided to stop being Hyde that instant and so we had to try and find something else that um uh, works instead and so just the point of view and being able to like we can't because of our production limitations I can't go and necessarily like show 
Hyde and I can't show Henrietta becoming Hyde on her public accounts where she's showing to her classmate or professors because they'd instantly know that she was going crazy and that she was becoming Hyde and that would stop things right in its tracks. So that's been probably the most challenging of, I actually posted something on Twitter of just today of how do you justify filming something? How do you show something and have it make sense for them to have filmed it? Yeah, that's definitely, that's, that's an interesting subject to bring up a lot of, um, how people manage to film stuff in these web series. Cause there are some scenes that you just really badly want to have in there, uh-huh. but like, there's no reason they would be filmed. There's no reason someone would put them online. And it's, it's just really annoying. Like, um, Green Gables Fables recently, um, they had that episode where, um, spoiler alert, Anne breaks up with Roy, and it just seemed a little bit weird that she would upload it, and it's difficult to find, like, good justifications for that all the time, and, like, I'm not blaming, um, Green Gables Fables for that, because, like, it's a really difficult thing to do, but, like... It's definitely a challenge for a lot of web series to figure out what makes sense to put online and what doesn't. Definitely. And I think that's why um, having the other formats that I have in my series has been helpful because they still have good reasons for them to be filmed. But in Henrietta's world, the public wouldn't see it. It's everyone else as an audience in my reality, who's watching it. But of course, Henrietta isn't actually posting these Skype calls to her YouTube channel. That's why it is the channel for the dissertation of Henrietta Jekyll and not Henrietta's personal channel. Because there are things on there, like later we have um, Professor Utterson's assistant's notes for him. Like that's not something that she would post for the public to see. So it's kind of a mishmash yeah. of the two. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of like, I, I, never, I never finished Classic Alice. But they had a lot of, like, um, like people's personal letters and notes that they published online, like, out, sort of out of world. Like, it, they wouldn't have been online for the characters, but, like, they, they were written by the writers and put online just as to, like, give more details about things. Exactly. And I think that's where transmedia as well can be so useful because there's some things that you really want to film. And even even with that wider usage, there's still some things that it just still wouldn't make sense for them to film. Like you're all alone. Uh, the character's not with anyone. Why would they film it? They're not sending it to anyone. And I think that's where transmedia can be really useful because they can write about it. They can tweet and they don't even have to tweet about what's actually happening. They can tweet something else that gives the impression that they're frustrated, they're mad. You know, Misselwaith Archives, which is, of course, a much um, higher production, but they did a lot of, like, transmedia stuff of showing documents and things like that to give a more full picture where filming couldn't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's a hard, it's a hard form to work with, definitely. Um, it's difficult. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's a hard form to work with. It's um, it's definitely a challenge to um, interpret a book or a play or what have you as a, someone's personal vlog, especially like in the case of Jacqueline Hyde, where her Henrietta or Henry wasn't the original narrator. Um, did you ever consider like having the main character be Gabriel Utterson? 
and having Hen- Henrietta or maybe Henry be a side, more of a side character or more in the background. Know, that, that, that's interesting because that's actually kind of a unique idea that I just didn't because the whole reason that I originally picked it was, of course, the having the whole dual thing and making it more interesting for an audience of having it, you know, if it's just the one actor, why would someone want to watch? Well, it's kind of fun to see one person play these totally different characters. But that is, I think it would be interesting. I think that there should be all sorts of different adaptations. I don't think we're limited to one production doing one book and then no one else can do it. And I, yeah. I would love to see someone do that and have Gabriel Utterson be the main character. I and think that's I think really there, interesting. I think that there have been a couple other Jacqueline Hyde's. I've seen... There have. Yeah. Have you seen them? Are they good? I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't... I am hesitant to watch them because I don't necessarily yeah, you don't want, want them, them to influence. Their own thing. Yeah. Exactly. And... Uh, I know that neither of them are anywhere as long as what we're planning to be. They're they're both kind of like short, uh, maybe six to twelve episodes. So, and you know, of course, we're planning on having ours be around, like I said, fifty-ish. So, I uh, I think maybe once this is all done, I'll definitely go check them out because I want to support them. But I don't want it to influence or for me to feel like, oh no, I'm not doing something right, or oh no, I'm treading on their toes. Yeah. Um, speaking of supporting other web series, another nice segue. I'm really killing it with these segues today. <laughs> um, what are some shows that are airing right now that you're really enjoying? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I love uh, Project Green Gables. Mm. Everyone um, loves Project Green Gables, and rightfully so. Uh, I, I really love... Um, it, they're kind of on again, off again. Um, I have a very big soft spot for the um, the adventures of Jamie Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and yes, I'm very sad wonderful. because they're they're wrapping up soon. I think they only have two more episodes. Oh, no, they have four more. They have four, four more? Oh, good. Four more full-length episodes and then some vlogs. Oh, good. good. Uh, and what else? Um, I'm really excited for uh, Jenny and the Glad Game. That oh, yeah. just came out and only has about eight episodes. And I know that you've interviewed he- her on here. Yep. And so I think, yeah, I am I really have been enjoying watching that. And it's fun to, you know, a lot of the times I find web series when they're either already over or they're like in the middle. And so it's kind of fun to actually be able to watch something from the very beginning and feel like I'm like right in the middle of it. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you could say I knew it when because like... You can say, like, well, this is going to get big one day, and I can say I was there from the start. Exactly. It's a nice feeling. Um, What do you think about your web series? What kind of sets it apart from other of these, other than this form? Because there are quite a few now, and um, not that many currently airing, but, like, in general, there are quite a few. Um, So what would you say, like, kind of sets your series apart from the others? Definitely. I think the biggest thing would have to be the fact that we don't have any cast that are, to get, are together. And I have not personally come across any web series that has had all of their cast be in different places. Like they might have one or two who have to come in or film from somewhere else. But I think that's something that really sets us apart and makes it both the challenge and makes it unique on the, the other hand. Because I think it gives more people more of an opportunity to be involved because I told people, you know, 
right off the bat that if you don't live here, it's okay. We can be creative. That's the amazing thing about, you know, web cameras and the internet and everything. Yeah. And um, uh, I was thinking about that's kind of like how the, the original Star Wars movies happened. It was kind of art from adversity where they didn't have a lot of money. They kind of had to just use like all this practical stuff and to just do what they could. And the original Star Wars movies ended up being pretty amazing. And then the prequels, uh, well, I'm not going to get into an argument about the prequels, but let's just say they were not as good as the original movies. And I think that part of that is because they were given kind of free reign and they were able to do whatever they wanted. Um, and I think that that's, that's kind of an interest. It could also be applied to some web series as well, where they kind some of them, I'm, I'm not going to like name any in particular, but like some I've seen start off great, and then once they become more popular and they have more resources, they kind of, it's kind of like they don't have that adversity and they can't have, they don't reach the same quality, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. I think that limitations make you think outside your box and, yeah. Uh, I took a theater class in my college and the whole entire performing arts uh, area was closed for the two years I was there. And so we had to use normal classrooms and shadow curtains and things like that instead of the the huge theaters that we might actually get to use on a normal uh, day. And that actually really helped us become more creative and step outside our boxes. We did a scene once from um, The Tempest that was in a stairwell and it was really totally outside the box. And I think I think limitations can actually really help you grow. And you can create something that's really unique because of them. Yeah, and that also kind of ties back to some other stuff we, we talked about in this podcast. Where we were talking about how um, just, be, like, because, just because a show is kind of of lesser production quality doesn't mean it's of lesser quality in general. In fact, it might mean it uh, has a better story quality because there's so much heart being put into it and so much work being put into it to get around all the limitations in production. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I have one more question. Sure. Um, and this is a two-parter. Who is your favorite character to write and who is your most difficult character to write? Uh, so my favorite character to write is Louise Poole. Um, although Hyde is a close second, um, Luis is great. And she, she's, we're, we've totally taken creative license from the books because in the original story, uh, it's, um, the character is just named pool and he's like the, the manservant, the housekeeper, what have you. And we decided to make Luis, uh, Henrietta's old friend who lives in her house and looks after it. So she doesn't have to pay rent while she's going to, um, art school. And she is great because she's known Henrietta forever. And unlike Maggie, who puts up with Henrietta's stuff gently and kindly, Louise doesn't take any of it. And Laura's interpretation of the character just makes it even better. Her little petulant accent just nails the character. And then who's, yeah. who's most difficult to write? I would say that, you know, I was saying that Hyde was one of my favorites, but I think that Hyde would also fit the category of the hardest because 
I want to make the audience like her and then feel bad for liking her because I want her to be fun to watch, but it's definitely stepping outside of my comfort zone because I don't know anyone like Eva Tide. I am uh, thankfully not anything like her. And so trying to decide what she would say and balance out the kind of humorous parts with the really kind of scary parts of her personality has been kind of challenging. Yeah, and I, th- I think some other shows have done that like to, to a lesser extent, like with Nothing Much to Do's Claudio, you kind of like him in the beginning and then you remember, oh, what he's going to do. Uh-huh. And it's kind of difficult. You kind of get conflicted about whether to like him or like with Lizzie Bennet Diaries. In the beginning, George Wickham seemed like an okay guy, um, but then you remember what he's going to do. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, um, I've noticed there aren't that many characters like that. Like, those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head, um, that are like that in, in this form right now. Um, and I guess I'm excited to see Hyde when she comes out. Yes. I'm excited for everyone to see her. Um, yeah okay i think that's it um thank you so much for talking with me Lacey. absolutely i'm glad it worked this time yeah the internet fixed (laughs) itself yay um okay uh i guess i will talk to all of you guys listening all i don't know how many like 10 um but i will talk to you guys next time we film record an episode of talk about your thing bye bye